Hello and welcome to another episode of Now About That with James and Sarah. I'm James. I'm Sarah. And this is a really exciting episode for a couple reasons. It's Halloween, everyone. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Um, so this episode, if you're listening to it on Monday, which is when it comes out, it is Halloween Day. Um, it's also our 20th episode of the podcast, so that's exciting as well. Yes, it is. We've done 20 of these episodes. Well, technically, we've done 19 episodes, and there was one about... There was just me saying we were changing the upload schedule and why we take a sabbatical. <laughs> um, but this week we're going to talk about haunted places in the States and then also um, the world and then talk about some paranormal experiences as well. So Sarah, is there anything in particular you wanted to talk about first? So I was going to, because <clears throat> I, I looked up some haunted places and I found this list from wanderlust.co.uk about um, the 10 most haunted places in the world. So I thought we could start there. Okay. A couple of the, well, there's one in here that I definitely don't agree with, but that could just be me. Whatever. That's fine. Anyway. So number one on the list is Chateau de Brissac, and that's um, in France. I don't know how to pronounce this. Uh, my French isn't that good, but anyway, it looks like Maine et Loire, L-O-I-R-E. Anyway, so um, it's the highest castle in France with seven floors, 204 rooms. And um, it was a fortress built by the Counts of Anjou in the 11th century. And apparently the most active ghost there is La Dame Verte, which would be the green lady. Um, she was supposedly the illegitimate child of King Charles the Seventh, which apparently is a big deal. And uh, she was murdered by her husband in the chateau in the 15th century after he caught her having an affair. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, um, the chateau is apparently a popular hotel now. And people who are brave enough to stay overnight uh, get to enjoy some pretty awesome period decorated areas. And then up next is the Monte Cristo Homestead in New South Wales, Australia. <clears throat> it's a Victorian mansion built in 1876. Um, it's apparently the Australia's most haunted house. There's apparently a young child who uh, got dropped down the stairs, a maid who fell from the balcony, um, a stable boy who got burned to death. Um, the most active is the ghost of the son of the caretaker who was found curled up next to the dead body of his mother and chained up for 40 years. Yikes. <laughs> right? <laughs> so wait, um, he was alive and chained for 40 years or it his doesn't, body was chained? It doesn't specify, but I'm assuming he was alive. They found him alive next to his dead mother and then chained him up. Who knows? Um, number three is Bangar Fort in Rajasthan, India. I'm so sorry if I'm butchering that. Um, it's a fort city that was built in the 17th century. And apparently there was a wizard and a princess. And legend has it that um, the wizard used some enchanted oil that he hoped would make the princess fall in love with him. And uh, he, he turned it into a boulder. <laughs> she threw it away and it crushed him. And he cursed the palace. Wait, what? Yeah. He wait. So sorry. Go back. He he turned what into a boulder? 
Okay, so the the enchanted oil that he was trying to use to make her fall in love with him got turned into a boulder somehow. And so she threw it away from herself and it landed on him. Ouch. Um, But yeah, it says that he cursed the palace condemning the inhabitants to death without any hope of rebirth, which is kind of a big deal. (laughs) So it's it's an archeological site and it's known as the House of Ghosts. Um, And you can hire a guide to show you around. Okay, so this is the one that I don't agree with. It's number four and it's the Myrtles Plantation, which is in, I believe, North Carolina, I think. No, it's in Louisiana. For some reason, I thought it was in the Carolinas. Anyway, it's in Louisiana. And like the most famous one that everybody talks about is Chloe, who had her ear cut off by her lover and she wears a green turban. Um, She's supposed to be, you know, this former slave girl who was a mistress to the slave owner or whatever and what have you. The reason I don't agree with Myrtle's plantation is because all the stories are super generic. <laughs> like literally, and like they don't take into account any historical contexts either. It's just, yeah, it's just not great. I've, I've watched different explorations of the Myrtle's plantation and they've never been able to actually really find oh, it. Oh, I think I've seen this one on some videos too before, yeah. Mm-hmm. And most of the time they don't actually find anything. So it's in St. Francisville, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And there's 20 rooms. Wow. But also, I just want to say, I find it... I find it irksome that um, this place where numerous human beings were enslaved against their will is like making all this money off of their pain and suffering. Yeah. So there's a a photo that I'm looking at um, and it says this photo was intended to be used and I'll put this on our Instagram uh, to be used to to secure an insurance policy for the home in case of fire or other natural disasters not to prove paranormal activity, the presence of a human figure within the photo was just undiscovered until it was developed. The owner reports that there was no one in the area at the time the photo was taken. Um, One of the most disturbing paranormal reports occurs inside the home. In the grand hallway, there is an antique mirror uh, just outside of the dining room. The visitors report seeing Woodruff's children appearing in the mirror near the room where they were poisoned. Uh, the researchers noted that each time the mirror would, would, is replaced or resilvered, the same handprint appears as if they refuse to be ignored. So there's an antique mirror in the Myrtle's plantation that has handprints on it that continue to come back after every, even after the mirror is replaced. Um, and then more to your point about uh, Chloe, it says, despite the, the many ghost stories, there is some debate if Chloe even existed or if that was her real name. Today, this residence is known as the Myrtle's Plantation Bed and Breakfast, but it also it is also recognized as one of the most haunted houses in America, according to National Geographic. Hmm. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. It seems like they, in their feeding off of these tragedies that happened but i mean where there's tragedy there's more likely to be paranormal activity don't you think i mean yeah don't get me wrong i'm sure that in some way or another it's haunted because who knows how many innocent enslaved human beings were you know brutally murdered and or died tragically there 
Yeah. And maybe before we get too far into it, um, I personally don't, I, it's not that I don't believe, it's just I've never experienced it. So not being, not experiencing anything, experiencing anything paranormal is I'm less likely to believe it until I experience something happen myself. That's fair. But that's just me. I've definitely me. had paranormal experiences. So I am definitely what one would call a believer. Yeah, and later we can talk about those paranormal experiences, Sarah. Yes. Yes, we can. All right. Do you want to keep going with your list? Sorry. Yes. Next one is Dragsholm Castle in Denmark. It is one of the oldest castles in Denmark and was built in 1215. Um, it's thought to be the home of at least 100 ghosts, including the Earl of Bothwell, who was um, the husband of Mary, Queen of Scots. And you may also see the White Lady wandering the halls, who's a skeleton found in case, who was found encased in a wall by builders in 1930. Um, almost every place has a white lady ghost. Oh, like they call her the white lady. Yeah. There's um, a supposedly haunted library in Indiana that has its own white lady ghost, apparently. Um, let's see, up next is Ancient Ram Inn in Gloucestershire, England, built in 1145. It was run by priests who kept slaves and workers in there to help build the St. Mary's Church. It has been reported uh, to be the scene of a child sacrifice and devil worship. <laughs> and it's widely believed that the redirecting of water on the ancient Ram property caused a portal for dark energy to open up, meaning that there are many ghosts haunting the inn. <laughs> okay. I'm just like... Apparently it's been featured on... Most Haunted and Ghost Adventures, which Ghost Adventures, I, I believe that. I believe it was featured there. <laughs> Ghost Adventures does everything. Um, next up is Castle of Good Hope, Cape Town, South Africa. Built in the 17th century by the Dutch East India Company. Um, it is the oldest building in South Africa. The first ghost was spotted in 1915 when the apparition of a tall gentleman was seen jumping off the side of one of the castle walls. There's also apparently a lady in gray who's often seen running through the castle, holding her face and crying hysterically. Apparently though, they actually discovered a woman's body during some excavations and the lady in gray hasn't been seen since then. So maybe they got, they fixed it and got her body taken to rest? Maybe. Potentially. Um, sometimes the bell in the bell tower will ring on its own and there's the ghost of a black dog that likes to pounce on unsuspecting visitors. Oh, that's fun. Up next is the Hellfire Club, which is in um, Ireland. I actually want to go here. Um, it was a hun uh, hunting lodge built in 1925. Um, the stones of the buildings are from ancient passage tombs said to have angered the devil, which first associated the site with supernatural. Apparently there's been all sorts of crazy shit there. Uh, animal sacrifices, black masses, cloven hoofed men, murder, you know, the usual, the usual stuff. Um, the most oh, popular- just a typical Friday night. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so the most popular story is of um, a satanic creature in the form of a man who gets discovered um, when one of the players during a game of um, cards drops a card and then on picking it up notices that the guest has cloven hooves. So there's also stories about a big black cat the size of a dog. Um, and then a young lady believed to have been placed in a barrel set on fire and rolled down the hill for fun. Aw, like when you and Sam rolled me down the hill when I <laughs> fell 
drunk. <laughs> I mean, hey, fun times, right? <laughs> All right. Number nine is Banff Springs Hotel in Alberta, Canada. Um, it is one of Canada's great railway hotels and reportedly one of the most haunted buildings in the country. Um, this says former bellman Sam McCauley, who served at the hotel during the 60s and 70s, apparently still hangs around. Um, can you imagine that you're dead and you still go to work? I mean, we talked about it before. I used to work in my sleep because I was afraid of being unproductive. I just, I can't imagine That'd just be terrible. Anyway, um, apparently also there's a bride who fell down the staircase, breaking her neck after uh, panicking when her dress caught on fire. I feel like there's always a story of a bride falling down the stairs and breaking her neck at like most haunted places. Yeah. But also, did she actually fall or was she pushed? I mean, I'd push her. And then apparently a family was murdered in room 873. And the room has actually been bricked up since then. But people can still see the family standing in the hallway. And last but certainly not least is Poveglia Island in Italy. Um, in the Venice Lagoon between Venice and Lido, this small island um, was a place where mainlanders fled to seek refuge from invaders. In the 14th century, Venetians infected by the bubonic plague were sent here to die. And then when they died, they were burned on giant pyres. So the site was also used as a mental asylum during the 1800s where patients were experimented on and tortured. I think I've heard about this place too, or it's just something that like, there's always like, there's always stories about a place that was used to um, house the ill and then it changed to a mentally ill asylum and then it's been abandoned. There's... Yeah, yeah. So I think, where, where was that one? Sorry. That was in Italy. That is, um, it's the Poveglia Island. Because I feel like there's something similar in the United States, too. I know that one of the most haunted places in the U.S. is um, Waverly Sanatorium in um, Kentucky. Yeah, most of the, it's, yeah, it's usually sanitariums and stuff like that. Um, so, Paveglia Island is um, totally abandoned and um, off limits to visitors. And it says, even if you were allowed to go to the island, you'd be hard up to find someone willing to take you as many locals won't step foot on Paveglia for fear of being cursed and fishermen refuse to fish in the area worried they'll drag up human remains that's the last one you had 10 that was number 10 interesting um did you have anything else i had some um haunted places in texas okay do you want to talk about that because i have i have um the creepiest places to visit in every state that I was going to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. And then, I mean, I feel a, like I, I talked a things. lot. <laughs> That's okay. I talked more than I usually do. <laughs> okay. Is that the, the tent, the list that you just sent that you just yes. went through? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I sent you the list to post on the thing. You know, you do have um, access to the document that you could add these things to oh. it yourself. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Crazy, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> while you hunt for that, we'll, Don't mind me. we'll look at the 50 or the most, or the creepiest places to visit in the in Indiana. And this is from, or sorry, in every state. And this is from Thrillist as what well. I think. Is that? No, yours is Wonderlust. So this one is from the, I think we, t- we read something from Thrillist last week too. 
my uh let's see in the hotel my texas haunted ones is from thrillist oh okay uh, so the first one we're going to talk about is Alabama, in Alabama. It's Maple Hill Cemetery in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, it's a, in 1985, somebody decided to open a playground adjacent to Huntsville's old, oldest cemetery, presumably to give children of mourning parents some respite. Respite? R-E-S-P-I-T-E. Respite. Respite. I don't like that word. It's weird. Um, instead, it appears that the residents' ghosts are the ones enjoying it the most. People report seeing orbs of light going on or going down the slide and unoccupied swings moving accompanied by disembodied giggles. <laughs> Adding to the eeriness, some locals believe the victims of a rash of child murders in the 60s were buried nearby and their spirits now have eternal play dates with cemetery's official residence. Interesting. Love that. Um, and then Alaska, it's a place called the Alaskan Hotel in Juneau. Uh, and the most famous ghosts to roam the halls in Alaska's oldest operating hotel is that of the gold miner, miner's wife, who lived here while waiting for her husband to return. Uh, when he didn't, she began supporting herself by working as a prostitute until he did return. Not exactly thrilled with her new career choice, he killed her, and now ghosts of staff regularly report, sorry, guests and staff <laughs> regularly report encounters with her ghost. Hmm. Yikes. Um, in Arizona, it's called the Jerome Grand Hotel in Jerome, Alabama, or Arizona. I like you saying Alabama. Uh, it's located in the scenic hills outside Jerome, an old gold mining hub, once known as the wickedest city in the West. And today is one of Arizona's coolest small towns. Um, the Jerome Grand Hotel, formerly known as United Verde Hotel, or Hospital, sorry, Verde Hospital, originally built in 1917 and rebuilt in 1926 after a mine explosion destroyed the first. Uh, the Great Depression caused the hospital to take a serious downturn in, by 1950. It had been abandoned entirely. The hospital sat essentially dormant until it reopened as the Jerome Grand in 1996. Um, and then it says the specter of a maintenance man found dead in the basement in the 1930s. Um, there's a human shaped figures that roam the halls and children who run and laugh in the corridors. And even the spirit of a cat who scratches guests at the door at night. Hmm. Oh, sorry. Scratches at guest doors at night, begging to be let in. Okay. Yikes. Um, and then Arkansas. It's the Arlington Hotel in Hot Springs. And history weighs on this place as well as on our minds. Four presidents have stayed here, plus Babe Ruth and Al Capone. Um, outside the old timey lamps lamplights guide your walk guide your walk through the downtown spring fed spas and draw visitors to the resort town echoing against the stone buildings and set against a backdrop of steep inky inky forest even the disturbing fountains sound ghostly and ominous there's really no information about why it's considered the most i guess it's the creepiest place so it's not it doesn't necessarily need to be haunted um the Turnbill Canyon in Whittier, California is a, um, <laughs> it says California is packed with terrifying places from cult compounds to famous murder sites, haunted hotels, and mysterious mansions. But one of them come with a promise of a brisk scenic hike. Turnbill Canyon offers a four mile hike through the sprawling Puente Hills. Uh, keep an eye out for sweeping city views 
and the ghosts of 29 people who perished here in a plane crash in the 50s, and the ghosts of children who, according to uncorroborated legend, were taken from a nearby orphanage and used is in a ritualistic sacrifice. Well, that's mortifying. Thanks. There's also um, teens who were taken from, oh, sorry, teens who were found, or fa- teens found some old electroshock equipment from the canyons burnt down asylum and fried his brain despite not having power yikes okay <laughs> um in colorado it's the stanley hotel which was the site for the shining <laughs> we both did the exact same thing the shining yeah um so it's apparently a really haunted hotel as well um and it was also um it may not look like the film Unless you watch the 1990s made-for-TV movie version, which was actually shot here. So there was the 1990s um, Stephen King, The Shining, was a made-for-TV movie that was shot on-site at the Stanley Hotel. Very cool. Um, In Connecticut, (laughs) Connecticut, it's 1974 house in Woodbury, um, known as the Evergreen Evergreen Inn and later the Curtis House Inn before reopening in 1754. House in 2022. Oh, before opening as the 1754 House in 2022. 2020. Gordon Ramsay once featured Connecticut's oldest inn on his appropriately titled reality show, Hotel Hell, bringing a paranormal investigator to corroborate what locals and visitors have been claiming for centuries. The joints haunted. Uh, Ramsay... Ramsey's unsettled and Ramsey's unsettling and wait, uh, sorry. Ramsey's unsettling difficulty exiting his room before a five-day stay could have been due to faulty hardware. But try telling that to the ghost who'd who've reported disembodied voices. The guests who've reported disembodied voices. Might I'm not having a good day, apparently. Um, and then in Delaware, there's Fort Delaware in Delaware City. Um, in Florida, there's Fort East Marteo Museum in Key West. In Idaho, there's the Old Idaho Penitentiary in Boise, Idaho. Illinois is the Old Juliet Prison in Juliet. I think it's Juliet. 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 Um, in Indiana, it's the Haunted Bridge in Avon. So we Which I've never been to. I, I've never been to the Haunted Bridge, but I've been in Avon many times. I've also been in Avon many times, but I've never been to the bridge. Let's see. Indiana is filled with enough haunted inns and estates to pack a whole town. But for a little skin crawling outside of a big city, head to the sleepy bedroom community of Avon, home to one of the nation's creepiest looking haunted bridges. The decrepit seeming... Um, concrete railroad span looks as old as the pyramids and sports an undeniably sinister air especially if you drive beneath it at night uh if you care to park and poke around locals say you might encounter the ghost of a weeping woman whose child was killed on the railroad tracks or a drunken worker who fell into a load of wet construction concrete and was entombed in the bridge itself but even if you're just driving through you're likely to get chilled (laughs) i wish it had a picture of it there's a i actually just looked it up it's in hendrix county and um the legend says that there was a mother who'd been walking with her baby on the tracks and both fell to their deaths the mother's wailing for her infant could be heard when you drive under the bridge so in an effort to muffle her screams you were to honk every time you go under the bridge Hmm. Um, but they, I will send you the link. There's, um, 
a picture of what it looked like in ye olden days. Oh, there was a link included and I clicked on it. Fine. Don't look at the link I sent you. I will look at it. <laughs> oh, I think it's just taking me to the link that I just went to. Yeah, it's taking me to the exact same link. <laughs> nice. It was built in 1906. Wow. Where is it? Uh, County Road 625 East or by following a back road inside Washington Township Park. Uh, okay, back to the list. Uh, so we just talked about Indiana. In Kentucky, it's the Sauerkraut Cave in Louisville, appearing according to this. Louisville. Whatever. Oh, I skipped Iowa and Kansas. Wow. I don't know what just happened there. Oh, no. Um, so in, let's see, Iowa, we have uh, Valeska's Murder Hotel or Murder House. Oh, yes, I've heard of this. Valeska? Yeah, uh, Valeska. Uh, the Axe Murders. For a truly one-of-a-kind night away, book in the Villisca murder Axe Murder House, the aptly named home where eight people were axe murdered in their sleep back in 1912. The case is still unsolved. <laughs> I think I've heard of this, too. Uh, moving on, though. It's um, Yeah. Um, in Kansas, there's a Stoll Cemetery in Stoll, Kansas. Kentucky, we just talked about. Uh, Louisiana is St. Roach chapel yellow fever shrine in new orleans maine is mount hope cemetery in bangor maine maryland is coffin rock near burkittsville massachusetts is the lizzie borden bread bed and breakfast which is in fall river and i literally li live like 30 minutes from here and we still haven't gotten to go yet yep um, in Michigan is the St. Manitou Island in Leland, Michigan. Uh, Minnesota is Wabasha Street Caves in St. Paul. Mississippi is the University of Mississippi Medical Center in Jackson. Missouri is Main Street, St. Charles. Montana is the Fairweather Inn in Virgin Virginia City. Never understood that. <laughs> Nebraska is Seven Sisters Road in O. Oto County. Otto. Otto? O-T-O-E. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> she was correcting me and she wasn't even looking at what I was seeing. <laughs> uh, in Nevada, it's the Clown Motel in Tonopah. In New Hampshire, the Omni Mount Washington Resort in Bretton Woods, which we just went to New Hampshire the other day. Last week, actually. Nice. In New Jersey is the Devil's Tree on, and there's actually a, an address in this. It says 181 Mountain Road, Basking Ridge. So if we ever go to New Jersey, Sarah, we can go there. I'm down. Um, in New Mexico, it is the Dawson Cemetery in Simonrich. New York is the United States Military Academy at West Point. Um, North Carolina is the Biltmore Estates in Asheville. Asheville. I think I just read about this, the Biltmore Estates. Uh, North, North Dakota is Fort Abraham Lincoln State Park in Mandan. Ohio is the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. Oklahoma is the Skirvin Hotel in Oklahoma City. Oregon is the Edgefield Hotel in Troutdale. There's a lot of hotels on this list. Yeah, which is not surprising to me. Uh, Pennsylvania is Eastern State Penitentiary in Pencil or in Philadelphia. Rhode Island is the White Horse Tavern in Newport, which is not too far from where I live. 
I mean, it's Rhode Island. Nothing's too far from where I live. <laughs> South Carolina is uh, Banyard Ruins in Union. South Dakota is Sika Hollow State Park in Sissetown. Sissetown? S-I-S-S-E-T-O-N? No idea. Sure. <laughs> Tennessee, the Bell Witch Cave. Ah, uh, yes. I've heard about that one, yeah. I it's, love that one. It says, every kid in Tennessee grows up scared of the Bell Witch during each each other or daring each other at sleepovers to say I hate the bell witch 100 times in front of the bathroom mirror to summon her malevolent spirit 100 times that's a lot yeah I would lose count I would get bored after five uh Texas is the Yorktown Memorial Hospital in none other than Yorktown which you might talk about on your list later too yeah I believe that's listed on mine yeah. Um, and then in Utah is Moon Lakes in High Utis. Utis? U I N T A S? Utas? Sure. Um, in Vermont, it's the Lake Bomasin State Park in Castleton. Virginia is Beacons Castle in Surrey. Uh, Washington Northern State Hospital in Cedra Woolley. Um, West Virginia is Weston State Hospital in Weston. And then Wisconsin is the Pfizer Hotel in Milwaukee. And Wyoming is the Wyoming Frontier Prison in Rollins. Hmm. Does it include D.C. on that list? No. So it's just the 50 states. Rude. Which I'm sure there's a crap ton in D.C. Oh, I'm sure. We would have to to dedicate an entire episode to it. Um, Sure. Oh, and this one's difficult because it's about a gallery. So I have to like switch through. Oof. Oh, the Queen Mary. I forgot about this one. I've been on the Queen Mary. Have you? Yeah, when I was a little kid. Oh, in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. So it's docked in Long Beach and serves as a floating hotel. Um, What's his name? Shane and his group went on the Queen Mary and stayed the night one time Mm. and did an episode of it. Um, So... Do you want to take a quick break and then come back and do, um, do you want to talk about the Texas ones and then your personal experiences? Yeah, we can do that. All right. Well, we will take a quick break and we will be back, everybody. Bye. Bye. All right. Welcome back. Um, so Sarah, did you want to go ahead and start off with your list of stuff in Texas? Yes. So I'm not going to read this whole thing. Um, just because it's actually really, really long. Um, but there's a couple that I really thought looked interesting. So one of them was Woman Hollering Creek in San Antonio. That's that's what it's called, Woman Hollering Creek. <laughs> um, so this list, uh, which I got from their list, like we were mentioning earlier, um, says most Texans have heard their grandmother say these terrifying words, La Llorona will get you. Well, San Antonians can probably thank Woman Hollering Creek for that. According to urban legend, a woman who was physically abused by her husband drowned her children in this river. Now her high silver voice mourns for her dead children along the banks of the creek. Um, so grandmothers just use La Llorona to scare their kids grandkids. Anywho, um, but La Llorona is actually a very, I don't want to say popular, but well-known legend for Hispanics slash Latinx people. So, anywho, moving on. Um, Like we were just mentioning about 
the Queen Mary. Um, in Corpus Christi, it's the USS Lexington, known locally as the Blue Ghost, a nickname originally given to the ship during its service in World War II. The Lexington has long been considered by Corpus Christi residents to be occupied by spirits. An engine room operator who was killed during one of the ship's battles is said to roam the boat at night, and visitors claim to have witnessed doors slamming and lights flashing on and off at random. You look very bored. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just listening. Sorry. Jeez. Do you want me to get more involved? <laughs> I guess I'm not used to talking this much. <laughs> I know it is usually the flip, flip side. So I'm getting a little panicky, I think, is what's happening. All, all the attention's on me. Um, I was also looking at some stuff on uh, the La Llorona. La, La Llorona. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's there are several different places. where there, So there's Mexico. Um, the legend is told in Mexico, Guatemala, the United States, mainly in southwestern the United States, mm-hmm. um, and Venezuela. And then there's also um, Eastern Europe and um, modern Rizalka. Uh, is a type of water spirit in Slavic mytho- methodology. Method- myth- mythology. Mythology. Wow. But yeah, they're all based on a woman that uh, murdered her children um, and mm, then later regrets. <laughs> cries for the, for the deaths of her children. Up next, the Menger Hotel in San Antonio. Um, Bill Clinton apparently visited once. Um, it says that... The most infamous ghosts, I don't know why it's calling them infamous, um, is ex-president Teddy Roosevelt. Apparently likes to hang out, likes to serve himself a drink. And then a chambermaid named Sally, who was killed by her husband in 1876 and just continues cleaning every day. So sad. Not only did she, like, get killed by her husband, she then... It's now stuck cleaning cleaning. for the rest of her life. (laughs) For the rest of her her life, she keeps cleaning. That's a double L, man. I was going to say, do we think, um, well, when Bill Clinton went, do you think he went with uh, Monica or? Oh, who knows, man. All right. Um, I think this is the last one that I was wanting to talk about. Um, And actually, the reason I wanted to talk about this one is because I've been told by a a couple of different people here in Texas that I should go to Marfa. Um, Because when I talk about um, the stars in Arizona being like exquisite, everybody's just like, oh, you should go to Marfa. It's so much prettier in Marfa. (laughs) Martha? Like the name Martha? Marfa. So M-A-R-F-A. So anyway, apparently they have something called the Marfa Lights. Um, it's, they're not sure if it's space aliens, angry ghosts of Spanish conquistadors, or headlights reflecting in the atmosphere. Whatever the case, the yellow-orange spheres floating just above the desert foliage near U.S. Route 67 remain unexplained to this day. So if you're looking to bask in the city's beauty for a couple of days before investigating these lights, they have a roster of modern and vintage hotels nearby to choose from. That's fun. Right? If I ever come to Texas, which I don't think I will ever come to Texas, we might go see it. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, that's fair. That's that's reasonable. Um, for the record, Yorktown Memorial Hospital was also on this list. So. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, so I have another list that's called uh, 22 Most Haunted Places in the World. And it's from Haunted Rooms. 
www.co.uk. Uh, the number one, which we actually just talked about earlier in the United States, um, is the Eastern State Penitentiary in Pennsylvania. And its reports include shadowy figures that seem to quickly turn away when approached, um, a dark figure that is occasionally seen in the guard tower. What is, what is that noise? My phone Did started going off. Did you just get a off. phone call? <laughs> no, my phone started going off. <laughs> Speaking of paranormal activity, hell. <laughs> um, anyways, um, so a, a, an evil cackling is heard coming from cell block 12 shadowy figures have been seen sliding down walls in cell block six and ghostly faces have been witnessed in cell block four um and then the waverly hill sanatorium in kentucky it's been featured on ghost adventures ghost hunters and um the sites um most haunted it doesn't say anything about like the type of apparitions or anything that have been seen there which I thought these would all list something like that, but apparently not. Um, the Monte Cristo Homestead, which you just talked about earlier as well. Uh, Castle of Good Hope in Cape Town, South Africa. Did you say that one too? Yes. Okay. And then the Tower of London in London, England. And it's rumored that Anne Boleyn's ghost rooms here. With or without her head? Um, She was beheaded and the headless body has been seen walking through the tower corridors yep. often near the spot of her demise other full-bodied apparitions have also been seen including lady jane gray spotted by a guardsman in 1957 um in the white tower the white lady again with a white lady has been seen often standing at the window where she was once when, where she once stood waving her children on the other side of the waiting waving to her children on the other side of the building um, and then it says perhaps the most spine chilling of all reports includes the mysterious appearance of two children uh, they have been witnessed throughout the rooms of the castle they're often seen in their nightgowns holding hands and with a look of terror on their faces it's believed that these are two former princes who were sent to the tower as they were deemed illegitimate by parliament they vanished one day and it was assumed they were murdered by one of their uncles by order of their uncle the duke of gloucester two small skeletons were exhumed beneath the staircase in the white tower wow um and then ancient ram the ancient ram inn in gloucestershire england it's a bed and breakfast now and people often flee in the middle of the night, seeing full-bodied apparitions in their rooms and feeling, and the feeling of being touched or pulled, disembodied voices, and just the general sense of evil. Fort George Citadel in Nova Scotia, Canada. Uh, ghostly figures that have been witnessed include an older man, a woman, a man in a red cloak, and an older lady who has been known to show herself in mirrors um, a little girl is said to follow groups talking or taking part in the ghost tours with a group members often experiencing her holding their hands the other reports include disembodied voices unexplained bangs and knocks mists captured on film with the naked and with a naked eye um, and then Banff springs hotel in alberta canada terrifying reports include sites citing a bride who fell down the staircase breaking her neck after panicking when her dress caught fire didn't you just talk about that one i did in a different state right or was it in this one uh i don't remember now 
I feel like the one you talked about was in Italy. No, that, was, no, the, that was the that was the, the island. Island, yeah. Hmm. And then Chateau de Brassic. Oh, this is the one you talked about in France. Yep, with the mm-hmm. green, with the green lady. Um, we're gonna skip this one because I can't say the name, but it's in Sweden. <laughs> Same thing with this one, but it's in Indonesia. Well, this is Lawang Su. It's an Indian railway company. Hmm. Um, and it means thousand doors. Let's see. Uh, Luang Sunu is believed to be the most haunted place in Indonesia, with many tourists visiting the beautiful building to hopefully catch a glimpse of the paranormal. Among the many ghosts um, that have been reported here, the most popular and often spirit and often cited spirit is the Dutch is the Dutch woman. She had committed suicide there and was captured on film during a TV program. Headless spirits are known to wander its corridors and grounds, and the basement in B building is believed to be haunted by a Kuntalenic, K-U-N-T-I-L-A-N-A-K. I have no idea. I have no idea either. Um, and then the island that you were talking about earlier in Venice, Italy, the island of the dolls in Ochimilo, Mexico, um, near New Mexico City, or New Mexico City, uh, the island, or it's island or La Isla de Munich, Munices, Munichus. I'm terrible with Spanish. I have no idea. <clears throat> and then it says locals believed that the young girl's spirit that or, had been unable to leave the island ever since her death. Oh, sorry. Let me read further. Julian was unaware of the area's dark history when he moved there to become a hermit legend says three young girls were playing near the water in the 1920s when one of the girls fell in and drowned in the murky murky waters and then locals believe that the young girl's spirit had been unable to leave the island ever since her death it soon grew a quite a reputation as a haunted place and locals wouldn't go near it at night for fear that they may see her um, and then Julian, I'm guessing the person that moved the islands or moved to the island, uh, Julian Santa Barrera, no, Santan Barrera, uh, claimed that the little girl began speaking to him as soon as he moved to the island. The girl told Julian how she had died and was trapped in the island. And he began to get dolls for the little girl, often selling off fruit and vegetables that he had grown on the island to buy old dolls for her to play with. So if this guy moved to the island to become a hermit, he could have just made up this entire story so people would not come to the island. I mean, he could have, except people go to the island. That's <laughs> true. That says, well, I don't think he's, I think he died. I also think he passed away. But now there are tourists that come to the island and speak of the, seeing the doll's eyes following them, which that's kind of a thing anyways. <clears throat> Um, Edinburgh Castle in Edinburgh, Scotland. I don't, I guess I can't use this stupid mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Augustine Lighthouse in Florida. I've been there. Hmm. Um, so in this one, the apparitions of two girls have been reported on several occasions by both visitors and staff. Girls are believed to be the daughters of Hexia Petit, Hezekiah Petit, I don't know, who is... And who was in charge of the construction of the lighthouse in 1870? His daughters died during its construction and tragic accident on the site. Both of them have been seen on the tower catwalk. The apparition of a woman has also been witnessed standing on the stair- stairway of the lighthouse or walking the grounds outside the buildings. 
Her voice has been heard on several occasions, often crying out for help. Uh, there have also been various reports of disembodied conversations, shadows, and sound of footsteps coming up the lighthouse steps. And the ghost of a man has also been seen in the lighthouse basement, believed to be the civil, that of a Civil War hero and former lighthouse keeper, William A. Harn. Due to the overwhelming number of reports coming from the location, the TAPS crew investigated the sound and found several pieces of evidence, including a video of what appears to be a woman looking over the rail on the lighthouse staircase. They also captured shadow figures and an EVP of a woman crying out for help. And they coined it the Mona Lisa of Paranormal Sites. Hmm. And then we go back to the Queen Mary Hotel. Um, so uh, the Queen Mary. Uh, it's regarded as the most haunted hotel, one of the most haunted hotels in America. And with the vast array of experiences that have been reported there, it's hard to argue. Uh, the ship has also or has so many haunted areas that it's hard to know where to start when explaining them. The most popular reports seem to be from the first class swimming pool. Two women drowned here during the 1930s and 1960s, and their ghosts have been seen on numerous occasions in the area. Uh, the figure of a woman in white has also been seen in the Queen's Salon, um, and there have been sightings of gentlemen in formal 1930s suit um, in the first class suites. And the ghosts of two children have been seen and heard near the storage room. And the spirit of a young woman has been seen walking through the tourist class swimming pool. Interesting. Um, and then in cabin B6, er, B340, there have also been a lot of paranormal reports. However, it isn't available for rent any longer. Whether this is due to experiences reported there or very different reasons is unknown. I'm assuming it's probably for upkeep reasons. Probably. I think, I think actually, I could be wrong, but I believe that Shane and his group stayed in the hotel, the room right next to this one, and that it opened into this room. Um, but that's all we'll talk about with those things. Sarah, do you want to talk about your specific paranormal experiences? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, like I said, I have never had any, so I right. can't really give too much. Right, right. So, um, one of my earliest, I guess I remember, is in my teens. Um, I was in St. Augustine, Florida, and um, we had gone to a fort, and we were up top. And I don't remember what I touched, but I touched something, and it wasn't even like a hard touch. It was like more of a brush touch. <laughs> um, like I barely touched this item. And the next thing I knew, um, there were cannons going off. There were men running all around me um, with like weapons drawn and there was smoke everywhere. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then it was, and then it was gone. And it was, so was it like, was it like a vision? Yes. <laughs> like, I want to say it was a vision be mo mostly because the, the people who were running all around me didn't notice me. So I don't feel like I was like actually, actually transported back in time for a split second. Um, because I feel like somebody would have seen me and, and said something. Um, but it was very, it was very, very vivid. But yeah. Ow. Um, and I used to hear boxes moving downstairs all the time in um, the house in Poland. Do you remember that house? Yeah. So I'd be upstairs doing homework in the living room 
And I'd hear like somebody coming up and down the stairs and moving boxes when I was the only one who was home. So interesting. Is that it? I mean, I hear ghosts, but like that's that's a pretty regular occurrence now. Yeah. I will say I've never like 100% experienced anything, but there are times when it feels like I can feel like there's something like I'm being watched. Mm-hmm. Um, or there are times when um, I'll wake up and think I see something and not be able to move. Kind of like a night, ter- not a night terror, but um, is that what that's called? What is that called? No, a night terror sounds right. Like where you, or um, sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. That's where I was going. Um, but it's like, I mean, after a few seconds, I just fall back to sleep or I just move. Ryan has a lot of sleep paralysis or night terrors. Um, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and he'll be like, he'll like quickly wake up and stare off into the space or into like a certain part of the room and and say something and then go back to sleep. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What did you just say? Yeah. Um, Or he'll wake up and like start freaking out and like I have to wake up and turn on the light so he can see that there's nothing really there. Um. Man, I wish I had a boyfriend like you around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I get scared in the middle of the night and I'm by myself unless I'm staying the night with Nick. <laughs> I don't really get scared of things very often. I used to be afraid of the dark and like um, if I had to go down a dark hallway, I would always have to like run to the end to turn the light on. Oh, yeah, really yeah. Quickly. Like now it's like I walk around this apartment in the dark all the time, even though there's a light switch on either end of the hallway. I was about to say, even though there's light switches everywhere. Yeah, and I can control it by my voice, too. Yeah, Um, you know, be in the dark. Be in the dark, my sweet little emo kid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, speaking of Ryan, though, when I was visiting you, um, he and I went to go look at... um, H.P. Lovecraft's grave. Yeah. And as we're as we're walking through, I don't know if he like touched the headstone, but he looked at this headstone and was just like, that's a nice name. And like takes a couple of steps forward, stops, turns around, and is just like, I said it was a nice name. You don't have to be snarky about it. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Took me a minute to realize. I was just like, oh, okay. All right. We were talking back to the spirit. Got it. <laughs> just trying to look up some trivia let me ask you this what are you doing for halloween girl we talked about this i'm not doing anything ryan and i i'll i have to work because it's a monday um and then uh ryan and i don't really do anything for halloween um you're not gonna do anything this weekend no ryan's working tonight until probably like 11 o'clock so i'll have to make dinner later in a little bit and then tomorrow, we haven't really talked about what we're doing tomorrow. We might go get lunch or something and then... You guys should go to the Lizzie Borden house. It's not open on Sundays. Even though it's Halloween? I don't think so. You would think that they'd be open on Halloween because that's when they would make their mo- the most money. Oh yeah, it does say Sunday, 10.30 to 1. 10.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. There you go. But I, I'm sure because it's Halloween, let's check availability. Oh, that's for staying in the hotel. 
I don't want to stay there. Ghost tour. Look, Lizzie Borden's Fall River Ghost Tour. <laughs> it's $25. There you go. Extended tour of the first floor. Tax deductible donation to the museum. <laughs> I don't think we're going to do that, though. I don't know. I'll ask him. See what he wants to do tomorrow. Um. Anyways, do you want to talk about some... Um, Oh, well, this isn't, I was going to look at the trivia, like Halloween trivia, but I don't, I'm not finding anything. The link in the art view. These are all facts. Like potatoes were originally used to make jack-o'-lanterns on Halloween. It was turnips. I don't know. This is potatoes. Well, they're wrong. Oh, sorry. It does say um, Halloween uh, just wouldn't be the same without a few spooky carved carved up pumpkins. But years ago in Ireland, where the jack-o'-lanterns traditional began, people made the decorations using vegetables that were more readily available to them, large potatoes and turnips. There you go. So it does say potatoes and turnips. So root vegetables, basically. Um, bobbing for apples started as a British courting ritual. Courting ritual. I don't um, think that's sexy. I don't think so either, especially since you're getting your face all wet. That's what I was thinking. Maybe it's oh. your face getting wet for something else. Oh, well, maybe. Uh, there is only a full moon in Halloween three or four times per century. A large full moon would certainly create the perfect atmosphere for a spooky night. However, it turns out that a full moon rarely happens on Halloween, according to the Old Farmer's Almanac. Um, a full moon on Halloween only occurs roughly once every 19 years. If the full moons are calculating using Greenwich Mean Time, that translates to approximately three or four times per century. Lucky for us, a full moon is expected in, oh, that's 2020. Um, Americans buy enough candy each Halloween to fill six Titanics. Jesus. We Americans love our candy so much so that during Halloween week alone, we consume around 300,000 tons of the stuff, which is the equivalent to two pounds per of candy per person. According to the data, Wizzies at box. If you pull all that candy into one big pile, it would be enough to fill six Titanics and for some activities to try at our your Halloween get together. Oh, moving on. Um, candy makers produce around 35 million pounds of candy corn a year. There you go. Uh, these white, orange, and yellow triangles of sugar are meant to resemble a kernel of corn, which I don't think they look anything like corn, but whatever. Uh, the candies are first created were first created in 1898 by the Jelly Belly Candy Company. While it is it was still known as California's Herman Gulitz Confectionery Confectionery Company. Today around 35 million pounds of it are produced each year according to the National Confectioners Association. My arm hurts. Uh, Trick-or-treating tr trick came to a halt during World War II. A lot of things changed during World War II, including the fact children didn't go trick-or-treating during the conflict. Because sugar was being rationed during the war, there wasn't enough extra candy available for costume children to collect. The traditions were paused until peacetimes returned. Wow. Uh, the traditions were repopularized by the peanuts. So trick-or-treating was once again repopularized by... 
um, peanuts years later, um, many young ones had gone had never been out on Halloween and weren't familiar with these concept. According to Business Insider, the adventures of Ozzy and Harriet in the Peanuts comic strip helped to repopularize the tradition of dressing up in costumes and asking for candy door to door. Wow. It became more difficult to adopt a black cat near Halloween for superstitious reasons. Yeah, because is... people would kill them. Uh... Well, it's not what I mean, this doesn't say killing them. It just says people were superstitious that it would give them bad luck. No, but like now they restrict people from adopting um, black cats around Halloween because black cats are more likely to be quote unquote sacrificed to Satan. Oh, no, you're right. It does say because of superstition and the concern that wrong people who might harm them might adopt them. Um, the construction of the world's largest Ouija board led to lots of spooky occurrences. The largest, <laughs> the largest Ouija board in the world was created on the roof of the Grand Midway Hotel, an appropriately haunted establishment in Winbur, Pennsylvania, measuring 1,302.54 square feet. The Ouija board was amped up, or has amped up hauntings since it was installed. According to the project's co-creator, the hotel resident filmmaker Blair Murphy, things things flipped out throughout the hotel. Energies were swirling. Guests were getting completely freaked out. Um, Murphy I told Guinness. I wonder Gold, why. <laughs> uh, it seemed to kick things up into an, an entirely new level of paranormal activity, and we were seeing floating people and hearing voices, and even the hotel pets were flipping out, reacting to unforeseen forces or unseen forces. Okay. Uh, and then this is the last one I'll look at, and then um, probably call it a night because the little man is asking me to take him out. Uh, the first use of the term trick or treating came nearly 100 years ago in Canada. Halloween, in the form, in one form or another, may have been around for thousands of years, but we've only been seeing trick or treat for about 100 years. Uh, according to Nick Rogers, historian and Halloween expert, the earliest reference to the now familiar term can be found in a newsletter clipping from the Blackie Times. That sounds Ooh. problematic. Oh, it's a, in Blackie, Alberta. Okay. It's the town name on November 3rd, 1927. It's a very interesting excerpt in two ways. Rogers told the Calgary Eye Opener, according to CBS or CBC, uh, it not only talks about trick or treating, but it talks a little about the kind of ritual vandal vandalism that accompanied the holiday, particularly in the interwar years. <gasps> the most common Halloween costume for pets is a pumpkin. Love that. That's adorable. Um, but anyways, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Hopefully you all enjoyed that. If you did, please give us a like, comment, and subscribe, and share. If you would like to leave us a rating, make sure you do uh, leave us a good one. If you didn't like this episode, piss off. We don't care. <laughs> um, if you would like to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram handle is now about that pod. And if there is something that you would like us to discuss on the podcast, you can feel free to email us at nowaboutthatpod at gmail.com um, for those of you listening to this on Halloween, hopefully you have a spooky filled Halloween and have a good rest of your week. 
Sarah, enjoy your weekend and do something fun, I guess. You too. I'll probably eat some apples and watch a horror, a scary movie. Sounds good. I'm going to watch a scary movie. Now I have to cook dinner, but (laughs) all right. You guys have a good week and Sarah, have a good rest of your weekend. You too. Bye. Bye.